This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Into the field! It's number 3,000! A run start! Smith, courts one into right down the line! It may go! Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! I pop off! The Cardinals are! The Cardinals won the play! Ho, 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 Cardinal fans. Welcome to the Christmas Eve edition of Ruffled Feathers, Two Birds on a Bat spinoff show uh, with my good friend Ron Nuttall coming to you from the Patio Studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. Pre or post game doesn't matter. Patios is the place to be. Make sure you check them out. Uh, all Cardinal home games and uh, they're hosting more and more parties down there for some of the events going on in St. Louis as well. So you're definitely going to want to check them out. That's Patty O's, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. Happy holidays, of course, to uh, one of the best families I know in the area, uh, the Green family. Stephanie and, and Randy do a tremendous job running InnovativeCompanies.com, but they're also uh, out in the community making sure that uh, they're touching the lives of some people this time of year that are just struggling, and um, it's important to them. Um, I've seen it Thanksgiving and Christmas time, year-round, really. They're just all-around great people. But when it comes to the business at hand, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial, InnovativeCompanies.com is the name you can know and trust. 35 years experience, second-generation craftsman. And uh, when I say man of his word and still believes in a handshake, it's the kind of guy you get. And like I said, it's just a tremendous human being that has uh, earned the opportunity for your business. Uh, I would ask all of you out there, if you, you know, if you have a project, to at least just give them an opportunity, and that's really all they ask. That's my good friend Randy Green and his wonderful daughter Stephanie with InnovativeCompanies.com. Um, uh, was unable to do a show last week, was unable to connect with Ron, so um, we wanted to get one out even if it was Christmas Eve. Uh, anybody that listens to any of the shows that I do knows that I'm a huge, huge Seinfeld fan. And um, Festivus was yesterday, and we had a little fun with that on the Blues show. And I thought, well, we were a day late. But uh, right now, I'm not like we talked about it yesterday with the Blues. Like, I don't know who in the world could send anything in to possibly air any grievances um, with the Blues. But I have a feeling if Festivus was going on, and by the way, if you're sitting there listening right now going, what in the hell is he talking about? Just Google Seinfeld Festivus. It's one of the funniest episodes. It's hysterical. You'll get it in a, in a quick hurry. It's a ton of fun. But, um, you know, the bottom line is there's a lot of people out there that say, well, that's right, Jim. Probably not much to complain about there, but I got some grievances I want to air about the Cardinals. So I thought we'd have some fun with that today and allow people to use our Patterson Tire and Service text line to uh, send in some grievances. But um, I'm real curious if my cohort in crime would like to air any of his own grievances on the air here today. And that's my man, Ron Nuttall. What's going on? Ho, 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 Jim. Yeah, Away yeah. we go with the holidays, right? Away we go. Away we go is right. Um, a not very uh, Christmas-like weather here in the city of St. Lou. I mean, we got ourselves a good old balmy heat wave going on around here. All the snow that came in last week is melted away or close to melting away. And I'll be darned if we aren't looking at a... Uh, we aren't looking at a high in St. Louis on Christmas of 65 for Pete's sakes. I mean, that if you might get out and hit the golf course if it dries out. Yeah, it might be kind of soggy, but a little um, bit. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good temp. I mean, you guys, you deserve it in your area. You've uh, went through that cold spell, the snow, and everything else. So, well done. Well, um, like I said, I I don't know. Um, you know, we didn't have too many people with any grievances to air and. 
like I said today, there won't be any feats of strength going on here. But um, we got some people that have some problems with the Cardinals. And as Frank Costanza says, I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've said this once. I'll say it again. I love the Cardinals. I love being a fan of the Cardinals. Even though I'm as fan as everybody else, the older I get, the more I'm able to sit back and appreciate the history of the Cardinals. And it does, and, and I will admit it, it does take away some of the sting or the anger that I may feel when things aren't going exactly as I would prescribe. That being said, um, you know, it's okay to want your team that you're passionate about to do what you want them to do. And, and, and I'm coming to that realization that this isn't about it really isn't. People can say whatever they want, but it, it's not even about like doing, like signing this guy, signing this guy. It's about doing what you want them to do because we all have differences of opinion. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of times people can say, well, you could do this, this, or this, or I'd be happy. But in the end, it, it all centers around us wanting them to do what we want to do because if they don't, even if they do something, if it's not what we want them to do, it's not enough or we're not happy. So that's kind of where I think some of the angst, I guess, if you want to use that term, I know that's where it comes from for me. Um, I, I'm, 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 uh, able to admit that if they would have signed Dallas Keuchel, I wouldn't have liked it. And I know that was your poll today. I didn't want Dallas Keuchel, mm -hmm. but you know, could I really sit here and say they weren't trying just because they didn't sign the guy I didn't want? I mean, that's a, that's a tough call for a fan, you know? Yeah, I think it is. And I, I think, Jim, when you look at just the terms on this deal, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem that crazy. Three years, $55 million. Um, I'm not saying it's a bargain. It's still a lot of money. Uh, but for a – what, he won the Cy Young two years ago? Yeah. Um, you know, he's a pitch-to-contact guy. Uh, they've got good – you know, we, we consider the Cardinals one of the better defensive teams. It was one of the best in baseball, if not the best. So – I saw there was a fit being there. Um, if he can stay healthy, he certainly is an innings eater. You know, lefty righty really don't care, but it's a lefty added to the to the starting rotation that you know we we haven't had a steady uh, lefty for for quite some time. Um, you know, there was some uh, there, you know there's there's good and bad that, that comes with a potential deal like this. But uh, I thought it'd be an interesting question out there. I, I was a little I was a little shocked at the uh, price tag. It, it it wasn't as high as I thought it might have been, uh, and maybe I'm off on that. But three years fifty five doesn't seem crazy um so that 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 was the nature of the poll yeah i i think sometimes um sometimes uh people get hung up on money i think sometimes people get hung up on a certain position i think sometimes people get hung up on keeping up with the joneses it doesn't even really matter what it is like i said i i think i'll use my instead of like looking at everybody else and all these other types of things um, I, I, I really do. I look at it in, in, inside and I'm as normal and well, I'm normal if you want to call it that, but I, it is, it's simple. Like I want them to do what I want them to do. And that's be damned what anybody else says about analytics or eye test. It doesn't even matter. Like it, you could go either way. You know, people are like, well, Jim, you don't like analytics. You're not, and it, no, it's not that either. It, it, it I test as well. It, if I don't like the guy, I don't like him. Like there's nothing yeah. you're going to, and I say that, but, but because of the show, Dexter Fowler was a great example for me. And I don't know how long you've been listening to the show, but like when we were doing the show, I adamantly did not want Dexter Fowler. And then I let, then I let people talk me into him being a good signing. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah, it's I not know. that I'm not flexible, you know, it's not that I'm not, I've wanted guys that didn't work out or guys that I wanted went somewhere else and didn't work. I mean, that's the nature of the business. I, it like, it just goes to show you nothing in this thing's guaranteed. It's all a risk, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, Jim, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. There've been, there've been names and players in the past. I'm like, boy, I'd really love to see them in a Cardinal uniform. And, and then as soon as you mention it, somebody will throw, you know, a, a sheet of stats at you to tell you why, why, why you don't want them. Um, but I, I've been there too, Jim, where I've looked at this guy. I'm like, boy, he'd look great in Cardinal red. You know, I'd love to see that name on the back of a Cardinal uniform. Um, so I've, I've done it before as well without, you know, without going through, uh, going through the numbers thoroughly. Um, and sometimes it is just from watching. You know, you only you don't catch all 30 teams as much as we catch the Cardinals. So, you know, we, we only see what we see. And um, sometimes you just like the way a player looks. I, I will say this. Um, 
for all fans out there, um, I, I'm sure at times, especially in the past, I was guilty of uh, being condescending or uh, maybe coming across as, you know, you're stupid, I'm smart. I'm sure I've done that. Like, I, like, like I'm sure. I really try not to now, though. Like, I try not to. Now, I like to have fun on Twitter, and I love to go. I love the back and forth. But um, the thing is, is if you know me, I love to take the other side of an argument sometimes when some when somebody wants to act like something is so like simple. I'm like, well, it's not that simple. And let me tell you why. Like, have you thought about that? Have you thought about this? I love to do that. It I don't even care sometimes. And I love to do it because I don't think things are easy. Like sometimes when we want something, we think it's easy. And that's why I think the Cardinals take a little bit of a, of a hit here, too, because it does seem easy, right? And I've said a thousand, like, they could spend as much money as they want, okay? But I, I will say this, how, like, how do rich people stay rich? They stay rich by making good business decisions. Would some of these deals be good business decisions? I don't know. You know, like, I've always been, like, I've always maintained, and until somebody like, and I never could get anybody that knows a lot more than all of us. And that includes all of you listening. Okay. I never could get anybody that, that does know that much to tell me that signing Pujols to that long-term deal would have hurt the Cardinals financially. Cause it just wouldn't have, they, they would have made their money back tenfold because of the iconic stature of him and all the things that come with it. So it wasn't an investment thing. It was an operational budget conscious decision of, we like, and again, I believe this. They know where they want to be money wise. They know this takes a chunk. And I, and to be honest with you, I think they're feeling it right now. I think they're seeing right now that if we want to stay in this area, these are the types of contracts that if we don't get some help from some young guys, it's going to be hard to maintain. And I think they're going yeah. through that right now. Now, if, if you really look at it, and I, and I say this with love. Would you rather have Albert Pujols or Fowler and Carpenter? Because that's what you got, basically. And I've said it a hundred times over. We, you know, yeah, we've won some, but we we haven't won a World Series since the man left. And I would have rather have seen all these iconic things happen, you know. And again, I I thought Benji said it best on the show the other day when we were talking about it. Like you have no idea what like things could have been different if he stayed here. Who knows? He went to an awful park. Um. As we've seen with a lot of free agents, change is not kind to some sure. to a lot of them. So who knows what would have happened? Listen, it, it, it's we can talk about it all day long, but we'll never know. So it's really kind of right. silly. Now, it just changed my romantic feeling of of how I felt about it. But now, as far as the Cardinals being better, I can look at the team and like I don't need analytics to look at the team and tell me where we need to be better. I mean, it's glaring. <laughs> Like there's right. no, like there's nothing you're gonna read me off of some spreadsheet that's gonna tell me where we need to be better. It's glaring. I don't need it to know. So you know, I, like I said, who that player could be, I don't know. I know who I like. I know who I don't like. And the problem is, and, and us as Cardinal fans get so upset at each other sometimes. You and I may differ on a player, and it turns into an argument because you like him and I don't, and you've got evidence to back up why you like him. Sometimes I may have no evidence. I just don't like him. You know what I mean? So right. that, that's just, yeah. that's, that's the, and to be honest with you though, I don't know about you. Well, I think I do. That's the fun part of this for me. Um, no, it's it, sure. And it is for me too. And I think that's why we, we ultimately, we do what we do, Jim. And I didn't start a, a podcast with a Cubs fan because I didn't want to get into a debate. Um, <laughs> that would be, that, that would have been counterintuitive. So, I mean, I, I, I like to do it. I, ultimately, I just love talking about the game um, in general. And, you know, I'm the fan in me kind of understands where you were going with the Albert Pujols thing. Uh, you know, the fan in me wanted to see that, you know, that uh, equivalent Stan Musial-sized statue on the other side of the stadium. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted him, I wanted to see all the milestones happen in St. Louis. It, it, it would have been, you know, once, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Now, luckily – we get, I don't want to call it a consolation prize. Luckily, it looks like we have a really good shot at, at uh, you know, Yadier Molina finishing out his career and getting his statue and achieving all kinds of milestones uh, for what he has left um, in his baseball career. So luckily, we do have that. But boy, it sure would have been nice to have a pair of those guys, right? Uh, just for the just for the romantic side of the game. Just, you know, just for our love of the game, it would have been, it would have been spectacular to see. Um, but I get it. I get why they didn't bring him back. 
Um, I understand the reasons. I understand it from both sides. Sure. And like I said, I, you know, everybody's got to run their business the way they want to run it. And, you know, I'm a consumer, you know, it, but I always say this when it comes to sports teams and things like this, and this is kind of my defense of all the crazy fans out there, right? Like I've considered myself to be crazy. Um, it's not like buying a pair of jeans. I can't just, I can't just switch brands of jeans. Like I can, like I can switch brand. I, let me, let me back up. I said, I can just switch brands of jeans. If I've been wearing the same jeans for a while and all of a sudden they change the way they make them and I don't like them, I can go try on abundant different types of jeans till I find one that I like. It's not that easy when it comes to baseball. And some people say, oh, sure it is. Well, the, if it's that easy for you to say, screw it, I'm not a Cardinal fan anymore, then, then, then I will say, then you were never a real fan. If, if you can that easily walk away, then, then that's bullshit. And I will argue with you about that. Because it should be it should be really hard to walk away if you're a real fan. Now, right. where I will well I will where I will defend people is there like you can bitch, complain, be mad, absolutely, hey, wholeheartedly. Let me tell you something. If you can do that with your family, you can certainly do that with your favorite baseball team. That's how I look at it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture a guess here. Most most fans would say I'm not watching them anymore, or I'm not going to games anymore. <laughs> I've done I'm it. Willing to bet. <laughs> I, I know, and I've done it too. I'm like, hey, I'm not I'm not subscribing to MLB this year. Yeah, whatever. I last about maybe a day, um, and then I'm right back into it. So I, I've, I've certainly had my my levels of frustration too, where I'm like, yep, I'm out today. <laughs> and it's usually about how as long as it lasts is about a day. So I'm not going anywhere. I've looked at it from all different. Uh, uh, types of glasses too like i i went from a few years ago i went from quitting being passionate about what i wanted the cardinals to do to really trying to look at it from the business side mm -hmm. and it was a couple years in a row where from the business side i thought it'd be good business for them to do something outside the box right now like i thought i thought if there was ever going to be a time for them to spend money on a wild free agent it was last year i thought it was you yeah. know, the, the Stanton thing the year before I thought made sense because of where they were at as, a, as an organization. And when those things yeah. didn't happen, it told me that there's a business model going on over there that is not going to match my passion. It's just right. not. And what it's going to take, unfortunately, the way this ownership group and this management wants to do it, it's going to take the model that happened with Pujols. They're going to have to have a guy come up that's their guy. Now, mm -hmm. I think the thing that's interesting about this that a lot of people don't don't realize is I think a lot of people forget that Albert Pujols very early, I mean, very early signed like a 10-year contract. Yeah, it was in uh, between 2003 and four. He signed that seven-year deal. Was it seven or 10? There. Was it seven? Uh, yeah, seven, you, you might be right. It was something years. like that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Whatever it was, it was like seven years, $100 million or something. Yeah, what, somewhere around that whatever it was. Okay. So I'm not so sure a young player right now would do that again. Now his was more than like the five year, $50 million one that they've signed with some other guys. I mean, a hundred million dollars right. would be kind of hard to turn down. Um, but that really enabled them to do a lot of different things too. Sure. Um, well, you were able to bring in Scott Rowland. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, there, there were there were several others. You know, Edmund signed a, I think, well, it was before Albert signed, but he signed another extension after even. And it, 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 you know, you argue they, they may not have been able to do that had they not extended him long term so early in his career. And I think that was where the the uh, the um, Tavares thing came in. Everybody had their hopes that he was going to be, because right. I think most people, most logical people, would see that if the Cardinals are going to have a true guy like that, it's going to come from within. Um. You know, it, it's probably not going to happen. Now, uh, putting a mercenary around him to help him? Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, well, they've done that in the past. You know, they, they have. They've that in the past. Even, yeah, even with Pujols there. You know. Their own guy. They still they still complimented him by going outside. Of the, it didn't mean they had, but it might have been the only option they had at that time. Um, but, you know, when a guy like Scott Rowland at that time becomes available, I think the Cardinals took that as a – I mean, i, I got to believe that they probably always, already – had eyes on him but that sure. was really acting opportunistically in 2002 when he became available um 
you know, they, they jumped all over that. I've said, like, if you look, like, here's another thing that, that doesn't get talked about. If you look at the way the Cardinals do things, I, I, I looked back at this and I said, the reason they went and got Holiday, yeah, it like they needed that guy, like whatever, but then signing the extension, he was their safety valve in, in, because they knew, like, it, they knew they weren't going to sign Pujols. I don't disagree with that. And I believe in my heart that the St. Louis Cardinals last year knew they weren't going to sign Ozuna, and that's why they went and got Goldschmidt and gave him the extension. Um, they knew they were not going to pay Ozuna what it would cost to keep him. I believe that. That's like looking back on it now, yeah. I think they said, you know what, let's go get a guy that's probably a little more reliable and, and let's go that route because we, we, it's either him or him, right? Yeah. And because Ozuna wasn't much last year, like it wasn't a big drain on him. In the end, I don't think they gave up that much to get him. I, I know at the time everybody freaked out, right? Like, oh, my God, Sierra hit 400 for a month. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I, Sandy Alcantara, say, Alcantara he yeah. throws a hundred. I'm like everybody throws a hundred. Uh, you know, got a live arm. You yeah. can't give away a guy like that with that live arm and that potential. You know how many times we've Come given on. away guys with live arms? Everybody's freaked out and you ain't never heard from them all the right, time. Uh, well, didn't we just re-sign one? <laughs> yeah, we did actually. I forgot the name. Yeah, Kaminsky. Um, Kaminsky, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, know. And here, let me hang on. Before everybody freaks out, yeah. I have no idea what kind of arm he had. So before everybody freaks out, yeah, I remember sure. Tyrell Jenkins. Oh my God, we traded Tyrell Jenkins for hot one year of Jason Hayward. Oh my God. And yeah. Shelby Miller, all this young pitching depth. Where's uh, Shelby Miller, the guy, the guy that we didn't sign Scherzer because we had Shelby Miller. Oh, remember that? Yeah. We didn't need him. We had well, Lance Lynn and Shelby Miller. Well, speaking of these, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> all right, well, I'm ready. Because you, because you, you kind of, you know, you you, you touched on something earlier. About you know they're they're kind of going through this this time right now where you know they're you know they're, they're what do you think they're talking about behind closed what do you think the lesson is that they've learned that they've I it's either changed their approach this off season maybe even started as far as last year but what do you, what do you think that thing is they're looking at their roster the way it sits right now with who they have locked up for however long what do you think that John Mazalock Sawit and Gersh are talking about like boy this is this is a lesson learned here and here. I mean, the well, answer is probably obvious. I just want your thoughts on it. What do you think this conversation well, is like? It's interesting that you're bringing this up because I was going to mention today that, um, listen, I, I'm not the biggest Bernie Miklas fan. I find myself liking some of his stuff and agree. I'm just honest yeah. about it, right? Like on the whole, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate him like a lot of people do. I think he's a wishy-washy guy. He loves to play on on the hot, like, like whatever. Okay, and that's fine. Yeah. Do whatever. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Like I cannot. But I still listen to him. It's like Howard Stern. Just because I don't like him doesn't mean I don't listen to him, right? Like, I've learned things listening to his show, so I, I can admit that. But yeah, something have. he said, like a, like, a week ago that I completely, like, I'm, I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. He's like, why do you want the Cardinals to spend money? This is how you got into the, like, he, why? You know, and he does his voices, like, the, how, how can you spend the money? Wait, right. You know, he's doing he's, that stupid mocking, shit, right? Things, yeah, right. which is fine. Things, I mean, I know he does it, whatever. But my point is, so here's the thing. So because they screwed up and gave out contracts to guys they shouldn't have, now all of a sudden the answer is to not spend any money? No, that's not the answer. The answer is be better. Like, everybody has to be better, right? Like, like I don't know about you, Ron. I'm not, I'm not even, like, you're, you're kind of like Chandler from Friends. I really don't know what you do um, for, for a living. <laughs> but the, the truth is um, everybody's got to be better. Like, I have to be better every day. Right. Both as a as a as what I do for a living. Uh, I got to be a better father. I got to be a better baseball coach. I got to be a better everything. Like I got to keep getting better every day. Otherwise, I fall behind and I and I become replaceable. Correct. OK, so don't doesn't Mosaic and them have to get better at assessing talent and spending that money more wisely. So the answer is not to not spend. The answer is to go out and find players that can actually help you and are worth the money that you pay them. Because to be quite frank, you haven't done a very good job. Like you've, right. And here's another thing, and I love this too. Well, his specialty is the minor leagues. Well, how come our minor leagues are in the bottom, like we're in the bottom 25% of the league? Like Seriously. Well, well, yeah, but that's because we've had some guys come up. Well, so have these other teams. There's all kinds of teams in the bot in the top with minor league that have all kinds of young players playing for them. How in the hell are we in the bottom of the league if this is our specialty? 
I'm yeah, confused. It's, it's a good question. You know, and I think some organizations you see that are near the top more consistently. Uh, you know, certainly look at a organization like the Dodgers. They're, they're you know, commonly one of the better rated systems in baseball throughout the year. Uh, they just have done it right. Um, the Cardinals, I would say, have been mostly in that class as well. Um, and then you've got organizations like the Cubs who, you know, they, they were for a few years until they, they went on their run and they haven't been. So it's just, I, I don't, I don't know why that is. Um, I, I certainly understand if you graduate enough players or you, you make enough deals, how you deplete it. Um, but I'm still looking at a log jam of outfielders that are, you know, some rated really well, some rated okay. Um, and it is a little surprising to hear. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, uh, I, I would say this. I, I want the Cardinals to be a healthy organization. I don't think I admittedly could go through a tank. No. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to be yeah, competitive. Absolutely. But but I will say this. There have been times where it's felt, it's felt to me like it's so boring. What would be the difference between this and a tank? You know what I mean? Well, no, I, no so, I'm totally with you. And there have been times like... There were times, 2018 was a tough year, right? I think that, just for me personally, that was a tougher year as far as watching baseball goes. Um, and there were points in time last year, uh, in 2019, where, you know, this team was, wasn't, just wasn't very fun to watch, right? Um, it, and look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make a Star Wars reference here. Um, I, 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 I love the franchise. I grew up with it, right? It's, it's next to baseball. It's the thing, thing I love the most. They, they, sh they share the bed with me. How about that? Um, I, I did not like The Last Jedi. It wasn't fun, but I still love Star Wars. And I feel like about that's, that's how I feel about exactly how I feel about the Cardinals. There have been teams, certain teams that they've had throughout the years that I've I've really loved, and there are other ones that are like, oh my gosh, this is this is I, I struggle to get through a game. I struggle to get through a series because they're just not creating excitement. You know, it's just not, or or they're just not playing competitive at times, or they're just getting shut down. Um, you know, I I've I've been there, and I, I'm kind of like going in right now, Jimbo, where it's like, yeah, I mean, at least if it was a rebuild in your mind that you know, hey, there's a plan. We've seen this happen before. Yeah, it, there's a risk it may not happen exactly like it did for the Astros or exactly like it did for the Cubs, but at least there's a plan. We're going to get younger. Uh, we're going to draft higher for a few years. Hold on. You know, we're, we're coming. I, sometimes you're like, oh, at least it's a decision. At least it's a direction. It's a definitive direction, and you kind of get a sense of what's going to happen. And I think with the Cardinals, kind of doing this running rebuild from time to time, or I wouldn't even call it a rebuild, but, you know, retooling on the fly, um, it's different. And, and, and it's a different thing to see because you don't really know what the result's going to be. You kind of feel like you're stuck middle of the road. You're just kind of spinning your wheels. And that, that's where I think I've fallen into the last couple of years. Like, boy, they, they're just not quite doing enough to get themselves out of the mud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, I'll say this. You know, since we're kind of airing the grievances, I mean, those are my grievances, really. I, I, I want like my grief. I want them to do what I want them to do. There, wah, taking my ball and going home. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it. Like everybody else. That's like, but but so let me tell you what I want them to do right now, based on what's available. You know what I want them to do right now? Nothing. Nothing. Now, hang on. Now, hang on a second. Let let me say this. I don't I don't know that there's any. I take well. Hang on. Let, let me say this. There's nobody left that I like desperately want. Okay. Right. What I will say is, I mean, if they were to sign like Dylan Batances, I wouldn't be upset. That's a guy I, I wouldn't mind having. Um, you know, if I scoured through the free agents, there's a couple, but like if they don't sign anybody else, I'm going to be like, okay, whatever. Right. Um, right. yeah, I would love a trade for like a Lindor or a Mookie bet. Somebody that I feel could be a cornerstone player for us. Right. And then maybe that's how you acquire that guy. And then hopefully Dylan Carlson is everything we hope he can be. And you add them guys together along with the last couple of years of a Goldschmidt and you've got something that you can, now you've got some doers and some of these middle of the road guys can, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want them to do. Will they do it? I have no idea. Okay. That being said, all right, I like I'm ready to watch some young guys play and see what they can do because there's nothing out there that I see that we're going to do barring one of these trades for a really good player, right? There's nothing like, like there's nothing I see. Like yeah, if you got Arenado, if you got 
Lindor, if you got Mookie Betts, which I guess those are the three, right? Um, if you yeah. were to get one of those three guys, yeah, it would be changing. Of course it would be. All right? Um, would love it. No doubt. Absolutely. Sign me up, right? But if that's not going to happen, I, I'm good. Like I, I'm ready to watch a Rosarena. I'm ready to watch Tyler O'Neill. I'm ready to watch Lang Thomas. I'm ready to watch Tommy Edmond. I'm ready for like I'm ready. Let's do it. I want to yeah, see I, the I, the left-handed Korean guy. Like let's do it. Like let's do it. Yep. That's where no, I'm at. I think I've, yeah, and I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I've said it on this here before that I'm okay right now um, with them not adding anybody um, to commit to seeing what you have in the in these young guys. Um, if you happen to stumble across a, another Scott Rowland situation where Arenado does become available and the price is you know, you can swallow the price. It, 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 it ends up fitting. Sure. Be opportun- approach it opportunistically, but I don't think they're out hunting that down right now. I, you asked me a couple of weeks ago, Tim, uh, you know, I was supposed to deliver this last week. Um, what, you know, hey, what do I want from the Cardinals for Christmas, right? Yeah. I, I, want, to, I want them to commit to that path. Uh, and, and if they happen to stumble on a trade or an opportunity, fine. Clear some of them out. Well, those trades would still fit that path. We're not talking about getting old. Like yeah, those yeah, yeah. are all dudes, right? Like, right, right. I mean, that's you know, those those, those would yeah. still be part. In fact, if you were to make those trades, you would need those other guys more than ever. I mean, some of them would go in the trade, but sure. it, but but it, it, you would need them more than ever if you were going to do something like that because every one of them is going to come with a high price tag. Well, so you have to think that. That the other whoever the, the organization who's dealing the star away is going to want sure. some major league ready talent, not just you can't just give them all outfield. Prospects, yeah, see, but. and that's where I think like an Arena, you know, Kneiser, um, Kisner, or however you pronounce his name, and then Gorman. Like I think those are the types of guys we're talking about here. But um, sure. so um, I I want to get back to what you asked me because that's kind of where I was going full circle with this. So what do I think they're thinking over there? I like. Like I think they are thinking like we got to get through these next couple of years and get rid of a couple of these contracts, like because you're talking about a team. Let, let's like let's all be realistic. You're talking about a team that didn't cut Brett Cecil off the forty man roster and cut a minor league player that hit thirty something home runs last year. Now, I get it, and I, that doesn't mean anything to me either. But but you didn't cut Brett Cecil and his <laughs> seven million bucks because I yeah. now either you didn't cut him because you're still gonna try to get something out of him on the mound, or you didn't cut him because you, uh, because of a financial thing, which we've heard grumblings that he has to be on the forty man roster and at the start of the season if they put him on the sixty day DL they collect insurance money. See that's business. So yeah. what what was the decision made? The decision was made that recouping, and it's probably however many millions of the seven million, because it's usually not the whole seven, whatever it is, it was worth getting some of that money back over that because they, the, in the end, they figured neither one of those guys will figure in their plans. Right. It's and just a roster that's... spot that'll be utilized. It'll give them a free, like whatever they do when they put him on the 60 day DL, they can add somebody, they can do whatever. That's what does that tell you, right? Like, they're no, like, I said we're talking about an organization that hung on to Luke Gregerson as long as possible in his four and a half million dollar contract or whatever the hell it was. So I promise you what they're sitting over there going, man, we got it. Like, like who knows? Like, Hey, you know what? We're not going to do anything because we have a couple of bad contracts here with Carpenter and Fowler and who knows, maybe they'll play well next year and they'll exceed expectations. Add in some young guys, take on some young pitching and who knows? We might win the division again and, and you know, just get hot in the playoffs. That's what I think they're thinking. So I don't know. Yeah. No, I, no, I, th- I think you'd be right. And, and, I, and, you know, the press conference before the winter meetings and what didn't happen at the winter meetings and what's really not happening now <laughs> says you, you're, you're right, Jim. I mean, but, you know, I think perhaps, um, you know, we know, all know how most speak and some, it drives some of us crazy. Um, but, you know, I think this time I, he, purposely set the bar low for fan expectations of what might take place this off season. And um, I don't know if that was, I don't know if he really cares what some of us fans think, but uh, I, I would say they probably 
they've got the typical grumblings and complaining that, that we t- we tend to do, but it hasn't been outrage. And so um, I think that they purposely did that uh, before things really got going in the winter. And I don't expect anything more. I think yeah, you're right. Like, this is this is the direction they're going. This is what I want. But you know what? I'll go back a month ago before the winter meetings even started. This is exactly what I wanted them to do. I don't want them to get crazy and, and, and make some make some deal unless it was, you know, unless it was for somebody who was going to significantly make a difference on the team. I, I wanted them to choose this path. I think they're going to do it. I, I, who knows, Jim? Not Christmas yet. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't expect anything to happen <laughs> tonight or tomorrow. Or January, I think this is what I think this is what we have, and I'm I'm okay with that. Well, let's um, let's remind people who we are, and let's get to then we're going to get to your poll. So, uh, sure. all of you out there, make sure during this holiday season, as you're scurrying through the internet, killing some time on the couch, full stomachs and ready to go, that you Google two birds on a bat dot com. Go to our website there. You guys can listen to past episodes, but more importantly, what we ask is that you guys subscribe to the show. It takes about 30 minutes. I'm 30 minutes. It takes about 30 seconds, and it's free. And you guys will get a notification uh, on your mobile device each time the new show comes out. It just uh, helps us stay in touch with everybody and make sure they know what's going on. Uh, social media sites that we really appreciate you guys following us on, of course, starts with Twitter, at Birds on a Bat Show. Follow us there. Our push is always Facebook. Uh, if you go to Facebook and type in Two Birds on a Bat, you'll find our page. Uh, once you've liked our page, if you would invite all your friends to like it, that'd be great. Or if you just want to invite just people that are rabid Cardinal fans, that's fine too. But our pin post is always our show. If you guys would uh, like it when you see it, comment on it and share it. That helps us reach more Cardinal fans and bring them into our family. So thank you for doing that to those that always do it. And if you haven't done it, if you would start doing it, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, Two Birds and a Bat show on Instagram as well. And you can find us at lineupmediagroup.fm, home of your radio streaming platform for your mobile device. Download it for free today. Our partners that help the show stay on the air that we couldn't do it without. Uh, best Barbecue in St. Louis, folks. Adam Smokehouse, located on Watson Road, open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Uh, they do big box lunch orders, catering for, for any event you may have. You can contact them for that. And you better get it booked early because they are packed, I can tell you that. Um, once you get inside, though, over on Watson Road and smell the barbecue back there, my goodness, you won't know what to order. But, uh, of course, I always recommend the ribs, but uh, get outside your comfort zone and try it all. The sides are fantastic. The specials are awesome. And the service is second to none. Mike and his staff do a wonderful job. Uh, They do deliver to certain zip codes as well, but um, you got to go down and experience it for yourself. We love it. Uh, As I always say, there's lots of great barbecue places in St. Louis, and I know we're biased, but we think Adam's Smokehouse is the best. That's Adam's Smokehouse located on Watson Road, St. Louis. Here's your cue. Here in the offseason, a lot of kids are working on their game, trying to get better, uh, enjoying baseball just for the love of the game and, and the passion. It's great to get the, the kids out of the house and get them doing something. So if your young ones love uh, baseball like mine do, uh, get them over to the Gators Baseball Academy located in Missouri and Illinois. You can Google GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Uh, see what kind of classes and academies and lessons and things like that. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And if you're uh, uh, boys or girls, doesn't matter. Um, softball, baseball, doesn't matter. Uh, get in there and get to work on your game. You guys will enjoy it. That's GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. And I always want to wish uh, a happy holiday to my good friend, Dr. Kristen Jacobs. Check her out at DrKristenJacobs.com. She, she's the owner of Ula La Spy Anti-Aging and Wellness Center. Um, a lot of people out there that, that want to uh, do some things that are important to them and for themselves, and they've helped so many people with that. But her main mission is to remind all of us to take care of our skin, that every day should be Skin Cancer Awareness Day. That's DrKristenJacobs.com. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you do the poll, and then we're going to let our okay. fans um, air some grievances here. So go ahead. All right. So this is a pretty uh, straightforward poll. Uh, Dallas Keuchel signed a three-year, $55 million contract with Chicago White Sox. Should the Cardinals have done that deal? Uh, the possibilities were yes, no, and Merry Friggin' Christmas. So uh, 55, call it 56% of people who voted. We had over 600 votes on this one. Um, 55% say no. Uh, they would not have done the deal. 33% said yes. And Merry Friggin' Christmas to the other 11.5% of you <laughs> who answered that one. Um, yeah, I don't know why I, just, I threw that in there um, for fun. I think, I, know, I think that also means no. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah, um, I would, I would I agree. Majority of Cardinal fans kind of agree with you, Jim. That's probably not a, a player, it seems, that, that most wanted and, and not for that, uh, not, not for the money. You know, the interesting thing about it was for me is I'm sitting there going, is he better than what we have? Maybe. You know? It was like, maybe. 
You know, and I know he's got a good resume. I don't see. He's one yeah. of those guys that just doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. You know, he just doesn't do it for me. And people say, well, that's stupid. You know, I got some numbers right here that say he should do it for <laughs> you. And he, it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. He don't do it for me. And that's okay. Like, you know, if, if he, if I did want him and somebody told me, well, here's some numbers why he's terrible. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. I don't know. I just, but, but again, I'm, I'm hanging my hat on what I've always said. I like, I don't want him to sign him. They didn't sign him. That makes me a little happy. So that's how I live. You know, I, it's just where I'm at. I think on this one, I just may have been on the opposite side of you on this one. I, I really just saw Keiko as more, no, he's not going to be a front. He's not a frontline rotation guy anymore. Um, you know, it, it's starting late last year certainly showed in his numbers. Um, but I did see him as an iffy seater, as it's kind of a steady three or fourth starter in the rotation. You can count on him being there the entire year. I think he's had a mostly healthy career. Um, and I saw him nothing more than that. And three years is definitely something that doesn't scare me. He's 31, uh, so he would finish out at 34. Uh, I, I would be, oh, my God, almost, I'm going to use it. I, I would have been comfortable with three years. Comfortable. <laughs> I would have been comfortable with it. And it's funny, Jim, how you, you talked about the numbers. You know, I'm certainly, it, it, on Facebook, it, it never fails. And, and I love the guy. He prefers on the black, Ben Rudy. Whenever I throw out something like this, he'll respond within minutes with, Normally, it's reasons why I'm wrong, um, and and he's usually right. But for me, I, I kind of I think for the years and the uh, and the dollars, I, it's probably a, a deal I would have liked to see him make. I guess I will. Um, what's how, how do I go about this? I guess I will say that um, to use most speak when it came to Keiko, I would say, where is he going to play? Because. <laughs> You know, we got we got plenty of starters. Like, where is he going to play? Sure. So I, I don't know. It's, I, like I said, it, it, if they would have signed him, I wouldn't have thrown a fit. Uh, I, I wasn't, you know, wasn't wasn't that crazy about it. So so I'm glad. You know, but like I said, the flip side is I I would have liked for them to sign Bumgarner. And there's probably people out there that go. So let me get this straight. You were okay with Bumgarner, but not Keiko. Well, let me show you some numbers why you should rather have Keiko than Bumgarner. And that'd be fine. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can show me all you want. That's who I wanted. You know, yeah. well, he was a lot cheaper. Well, okay. You know, I, yeah. whatever. I'm just telling you what I wanted, you know, well, he, it, like, he like, Hey, if I took you to the, different. if I took you to the store right now and said, pick out some candy, what would you get? Bum grinder bar. No, seriously. What kind of candy would you get? Okay. Uh, What's yeah, your favorite I, candy? Uh, Kit Kat. All right. I'm going to uh, look at you and go, are you really going to get a Kit Kat and not Reese's peanut butter cups? I mean, are you serious? I mean, Ron, are, are you yeah. gotta be kidding me? There's no way you get a Kit Kat over Reese's peanut butter cups. This is insane. That's what I'm going to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, first of all, uh, Reese's Pieces <laughs> lacks the wafer uh, uh, crunch that crispiness that Kit Kat offers. Yeah, but Twix is the only candy. candy bar with the cookie crunch. I'm taking it back to I, Seinfeld I, again. I think, I, I think that's a false claim. No, Twix is the only candy with a cookie crunch. With a cookie crunch. Okay. Right. I, guess, I, guess, oh. I guess Oreos are, Oreos are just cookies. Right? Yeah. But if I do a chocolate-covered Oreo, that's a candy. No, so it's not. It's still right. a cookie. Uh, we all could right. get into these debates all day long. But listen, in the end, for the people that wanted Dallas Keuchel, I'm sorry. He's not a Cardinal. Didn't work out. And I can tell you, the one thing that I think that where I know you were going with your thought was, that was a manageable contract. Yeah. So if you weren't going to sign Keuchel, you probably like, – now, again, I don't know how much the KK thing came into it, but if you weren't going to sign Keuchel for that amount of money, you probably weren't going to sign the other guys that we were linked to. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. That's exactly um, right. Which leads me to believe even more and more the 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 guy and the media guy that said the Cardinals were hoping to get Bumgarner on a pillow deal. That that was where their interest lied, not in the five years, the, eighty no. million dollar, whatever. Okay, uh, let's take it on over now to the Patterson Tire and Service text line. A whole lot more than a tire store. I know you guys are. Fully aware of all the great stuff that they do with brakes and tires, but they want to remind you that they specialize in automotive repair as well. So if that check engine light's on or the car just isn't sounding right, it's running a little bit rough, get it over to our friends at Patterson Tire and Service. You can give them a call at 618-797-6711. They're located at 3718 Highway 111 in Granite City, Illinois. They've been down in that community for a long, long time. They've taken care of a ton of people. You can check out their reviews. Uh, the Tons of them every day pouring in from all the people that have trusted their vehicles with Patterson Tire and Service. 
family-owned business, uh, started by their father, great guy. I've known him, you know, long, long time. Lonzo's a tremendous person. Raised a couple of great boys that are running that business, and and now uh, even the one grandson, uh, Jacob's down there working. And it's just a family atmosphere down there, and they're going to take care of their community. If uh, if you're in that community and you haven't tried Patterson Tire, get down there and do so. Uh, for everybody outside that that immediate area, uh, it's worth the drive, folks. Their their service is excellent. They're honest. Uh, very reasonable when it comes to prices. Uh, I mean, cars can get expensive, but I've always found that their prices uh, either beat or they're right there with everybody else. And that's really all you can ask is that you can trust somebody. That's my good friends, Patterson Tire and Service, a whole lot more than a tire store. So as we ask some people and allow them to air some grievances, um, uh, Benji and I talked on the last show that I did with him a lot about um, minor league players and how we fall in love with them based off numbers at, at AAA. And um, I, I think this gentleman's really frustrated, so let, let's let him air his grievances. And he's this is Ryan RC in the OC on Twitter. I know a lot of people see uh, his stuff a lot. He's, he's pretty active. After listening to Jim and Benji talk about minor league players and how the front office says so-and-so is the next Pujols role in Yachty Edmonds, other Cardinals legend. When the front office says that, therefore building up the player in the eyes of the fans, and the player struggles upon making the big club, like Bader, is that the biggest source of frustration for fans, or is it just a symptom of a larger problem, like being willing to acquire Lindor, Cole, Rendon for four or five years, but not six or ten? That's Ryan RC in the OC on Twitter. Um, I think it's a great question, because it's one of the things that I've always said is that, you know, if you're going to be in, if, if you're going to go swim and jump in the pool, well, guess what? <laughs> You can want a guy to take a five-year contract all day long, but to get him, if it's going to take six to ten years, I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get that player. You know, I think the St. Louis Blues are going through it right now with Alex Petrangelo, right? Like, they would love to sign him to, like, a, a, a five- or six-year deal, but guess what? He's going to be one of the best players available, and somebody's going to give him eight to ten eight or seven years, right? The Blues can offer him eight years because he's their team. In baseball, you know, when you're a free agent, if one of these guys says, look, I want 10 years. I don't want to go to free agency when I'm 33 years old or 35 years old. You are proving to me that at 35, I'm worth nothing. So guess what? I want a 10-year deal. I want an eight-year, whatever it is. So the bottom line is if you're going to participate, then participate. That's what it costs. You know, it's like my analogy, as I say all the time, don't go to the Mercedes lot if you're if you're on a Honda budget. You're either in it or you're not. So it's pretty simple for me. That's how I look at it. Yeah, um, that is a it's an interesting way to, to frame that up. And I think it's something we've kind of we've been we've been on and off this topic Jim, since the start of the show. You know, something very similar that um, I. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's a, a symptom as he's as he's as he's kind of putting it out there as much as it. And I wonder how much of this is just hey, we're a little bit snake bit here because we've had it, we've made a couple bad deals, and now we're not going to do it. Now, as far as regards to prospects, first of all, yes, um, the organization can get us hyped up over prospects. Um, certain websites, certain even fans, uh, fan podcasters, fan bloggers can get us hyped up over prospects. If you want a reality check on the prospects. I encourage everybody to listen to uh, uh, Kyle Reese's Prospects After Dark um, because he's got a pre- pretty realistic um, take on what we have in the minor league system. He pays a lot of attention to it and probably knows more than anybody that I know personally uh, about our system. So, And he's on with uh, you guys, both ties and bullshit, on Wednesdays, right? So he's, a, he's one that kind of even level set me on expectations on, for some of these guys. But I certainly understand where the frustration comes from. We've seen them hold on to prospects at times too long and get very little if anything from them um and no names pop into my head at the moment but if i go look at um uh I'll just throw out a few names here that have been in recent years where we've heard but we've heard about them we've heard about them uh they might crack the roster for a short stint have a cup of coffee but then we get nothing for them or they come up and we keep them we get not much for them so i, I certainly understand where that comes from uh, but prospects are prospects and and i don't know jim i i I'm anxious to see what some of them can do, but I'm also looking at it going, you know what? They haven't proven shit at the major league level yet, and they may never. So I don't know. I, I, I temper my expectations on some of the young guys. I'm still excited to see them, but I don't expect to see the next Mickey Mantle 
uh, in a Cardinals uniform in the next couple of years. Well, let's say this, okay? I, there's a big difference between being a star and being a serviceable major league player. Big difference. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just because a guy's not a top 100 prospect in baseball, or just because he, like, it doesn't ma- mean that a guy's like, like, you know, Daniel Descalzo, John Jay, these guys. I mean, they were prospects for the Cardinals. They weren't highly touted, but they came up. They were serviceable guys. Like Tommy Edmond is a is a really good complimentary player. Is he going to be a superstar? I highly doubt it. But I like him. Yeah. He makes you better. You don't have to be a superstar to help your team. But the problem is guys that are doers, guys that guys that hit 30 home runs and drive in runs and hit with runners in scoring position and you know and all that. That's all a skill. Act like these guys that act like, well, you can't count RBIs cuz you know, it just so happens he's batting when runners are on bullshit. <laughs> Guys bat all the time with runners on and can't fucking hit. Don't tell me it's luck. Yeah. No, okay. I don't buy it either. Yep. Don't tell me it's luck. It's not, you know, and like I said, nobody want, nobody can seem to figure like, no, nobody can seem to tell me why. Like I bring it up all the time. I, oh, I understand on base percentage and I understand it has its relevance, but I've never in my life everybody ever heard anybody say with a runner in scoring position in two outs, man, we really need a walk here. We need a fucking hit. Somebody's got a hit. Yeah. And I think that's what we missed, right? It's just that uh, give me that give me that guy that just somehow is a run producer regardless, right? And, and to your point, like there, there is some – I mean, look, there has to be people on base in front of you. Okay, duh. We, we know that. Um, but, but all teams are constructed that better. way. I mean, the, like, it you know – it's yeah. just listen in the end and and this is <laughs> I, I, you got to have all types to have a team we're never going to be the yankees or la or one of these teams that and and quite frankly they too at in times have said we got to get under salary cap we or the luxury tax they going to but then guess what this is why i here i'm going to end the whole thing with this frustration point the problem is, is that when those teams feel like they're close, they're willing to, to, to stretch it. Absolutely. You're talking about a couple of teams that very recently had to get under the luxury tax, and now all of a sudden they're they're out there on the biggest free agents. Why? Because they know they're close. Yeah. Well, I felt like yeah. we were close at times, and there was no way we were we were pushing that envelope. Well, that, I mean, and that's yeah. that's my frustration. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think that. As Cardinal fans, right now, what you just said, Jim, that that was the Cardinals in the mid two thousands, sure. right? Where they, if they needed a little, little bit more, they typically went out and were able to pull something off. Um, and I think what Cardinal fans, older ones, you know, not older ones doesn't matter. If you were around then and not, you're watching this team the way they operate now, you still haven't, you haven't accepted the fact that this is the way it is now. You're still hoping that something happens like it did in two thousand four and two thousand five when you pulled in names like Larry Walker to help you mid-year you know you pulled in somebody else um that that made an impact and, and it's just not the way things are working right now um there are still a few a handful of teams you mentioned them that seem to be able to do that but um you know what it's they they all have a they all have i imagine most of these organizations have different goals and how they're constructing things but you know what they're also playing with a different set of resources so um you know those teams that are how that are different going to be able to do that. how different um, i mean come on let's well, be frank how different like we don't know like nobody really knows but come on. Well, you know, I, I mean, I would say this, in, in, all, in, all, in, all, in all fairness, though, to uh, just look at, you know, look at geographic location. It might be more sure. appealing to be on a coast sure. or a, a higher profile market where maybe, you know, maybe the endorsement dollars or things that are there that just aren't available in the Midwest. I mean, it could boil down to something like that. That's really more what I meant. Now, they, they all have money to spend, but I think the reality is some some can afford to do it and, and absorb a few mistakes better than others. Well, here's the deal. Like I said, I'm not going to like I'm, I don't bang that drum too much. But the reality of it is the the revenues are ridiculous in baseball of what they're making. OK, so I don't have like I like I haven't seen their books, but it's obvious they're making a lot of money. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. OK, so if you were to tell me the St. Louis Cardinals profit last year after everything they did, the St. Louis Cardinals now, not everything that they do. Let's say it was $250 million. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if you went out and signed a $30 million free agent, it would be 220 
and you don't think you might not make a little more money because you signed that guy? I mean, a lot of those empty seats get filled. Guys come. Then they go to your other entities that are a sub, like Ballpark Village and all the other stuff that you're doing, yeah. right? Yeah, like, my head's around there. It's, sure. It's I like of, there. There's of- a variety of reasons why the investment sometimes like and again you got to make a good investment right like right. i consider all day long and i think that lindor rendon or any of these guys are are not are all great investments i can say that all day long some financial guy may say well let me tell you why that's not true and i'm like okay well whatever but that's where i'm at on it yeah i i think that you mentioned it ballpark village you know once the uh once this grand plan is all pulled together it's curious to see is that one it, I, I think it's it's going to be great for, you know, now I don't know how this MLS thing is going to go down, but, you know, if all these things come into play here in the near future, um, I think that I'll give the organization a lot of credit for revitalizing the downtown and, and um, perhaps competing with the bigger markets in a little bit different fashion, right? That they, they put this, this uh, culture around the ballpark that wasn't there before. Um, you know, so I, I just wonder how much that comes into play down the road, Jim, to where their financial model doesn't actually become more flexible because of the revenue created by all these other things. And certainly if it's centered around baseball, which it is, um, they're going to want to put the best product they can out in the field. I think they're trying to figure out a smarter way to do it. I, I feel to me like they've, okay, we've made a couple of mistakes and we're, we're having to deal with it now, but you know, we'll learn from this and we're going to stay competitive uh, moving forward. Um, I just think that the, perhaps the, the, their own evaluation of what they have, I think, is, is undergoing a change right now. Because um, I think that, uh, you, you, it, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. but even if that Carpenter extension didn't happen, I don't know that it would happen today. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah. I think that whole that – whole, plan that DeWitt has for the downtown area, I think that has that has something to do with what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I can go with that. Um, here's a good one. This is from Farron Peterson, which I see him a lot on, on Twitter. This is a question about Jack Flaherty. Question for the show. Jack Flaherty is due to hit free agency in 2024. Although it's still early in his career, he is shown to be one of the best pitchers in the NL. If he continues this trend, do you expect the Cardinals to dish out the three hundred plus million? I would expect it would take to sign him to a long term deal, or do they let him walk? They wouldn't dish out that kind of money for Pujols, and it scares me that they would let a great pitcher like Flaherty walk. This is, of course, assuming Jack doesn't decline and stays on the current pace. In my opinion, I think Jack will be a top three pitcher in baseball and he has free agency. Thanks. Okay. Good question. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So pitching's interesting because Typically, uh, here, here's here's always been my opinion on pitching. Look at Garrett Cole. Let, let, let's all take yeah. a look at Garrett Cole. Okay, because let's face it, there's the new bar, right? Right. Garrett Cole had a perfect storm. He didn't sign that multi-year deal when he was younger. I mean, he just kept earning, right? Like, like went through all the processes, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I think he made 13-5. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. 13-5 is what he made it in Houston. It was 6-7 the year before. His last year as a pirate was 3-7. He went through all the normal processes, all the arbitration. He went through everything, right? Now, I think his signing bonus when he was drafted was $9 million. So um, he did pretty good there. Um, yeah, he wasn't starving. Um, so I, here's the thing. When a pitcher gets hurt, it's typically almost a two-year injury, right? Um, if the Cardinals went to Jack Flaherty and offered him one of these deals that they like to, to sign guys to, um, a lot of times pitchers are going to be hard-pressed not to take it. I, I, you know, I think a lot of people need to remember that while Garrett Cole, pretty, pretty damn good, I mean, Garrett Cole also had some times where he wasn't great. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, I, like, not that, not that there was really anything awful about Garrett Cole, but I mean, he wasn't like. I'm, I'm trying to think. I know he had. Well, he had some. He had. He had a. Didn't he have a rib issue? That sound right? But, but like I said, oh, no. you, you kind of have to look at it this way because he's the bar, right? So, 
Um, you know, yeah, I think his ERA jumped up to 4-2 in 2017. Yeah, it you looked know? like he was coming off of the 2016 season with an injury. He only started 21 games that year. So, you know, always been pretty good. Um, you know, I like my cousin coached him uh, in the minors, and, you know, he raved, you know, hey, this guy's a stud, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's a dude. But, you know, they, they all go through stuff, right? Um you know, but his strikeout numbers went insane in Houston. You know, I mean, you're talking about a guy that, had, you know, I mean, he went uh, and we hear things about Houston, right? <laughs> like, you know, Trevor Bauer <laughs> is the first one to say, hey, look, let me tell you something's going on in Houston. I mean, he, he started 33 games in 2017 and struck out 196 people. And he started 32 games in 2018 and Houston struck out 276 started 33 games this year and struck out 326 batters. Yeah. You know what? Uh, but don't get me wrong. Anytime you get near 200, that's a lot. So, you know, he had struck out 200 in, um, 2015. And then like you said, he was, hurt. yeah. And then 17 was a bounce back year. So, you know, the natural progression of a pitcher at that age, which I think at the time he was 26, 27, 28, now 29. So he had a perfect storm. Jack Flaherty, on the other hand, is 24 years old. You know, I mean, he's going to be young if he decides to ride it out. That's a really risky thing. If Garrett Cole wouldn't have had yeah. the injury, um, you know, in that 2016 frame, it would have stayed on track. I think he was fourth in Cy Young until, you know, if he doesn't have that injury and Pittsburgh's the type of club that goes to him and says, hey, you want to sign a five-year, I don't know, $50, $60 million deal, he might have took it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know the history there. But I can tell you that it's hard to go to a guy like Jack Flaherty and say, hey, you want to sign a five-year, $50 million deal? And the guy to go, nah. <laughs> kind of hard. On, I, I did the math on this, Jim. I don't know if this will shock you or not. So. Um, don't, don't, I'm not counting bullpen guys. They don't throw as many pitches as starters do, but just t- take starters into account here. So for $324 million, right, that's what his contract was. Um, assuming he makes about 32 starts a year and gets it on average, let's say, 100 pitches per game. He's, <laughs> the Yankees are paying him $11,250 a pitch over huh. the next – I mean, get your head around that. Well, like I said, some guys – Hit free agents. I mean, you talk about a perfect storm, Jiminy Christmas. Right. You know, I mean, poof. good for him. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when I was in college, I would have been paid eleven dollars for every non-pitch I didn't throw from the mound. I'm pretty sure that's how that would have went. I had a little bit of a control problem. <laughs> like I said, I I mean, I good. You know, see on the flip side, because of the world that we live in, right? Uh, Jack Flaherty's bonus was $2 million. So he signed a $2 million signing yeah. bonus to be a Cardinal. So, well, I, you know, so like I said, you go to Jack Flaherty and say, hey, uh, we want to buy out a couple years of, you know, we're going to give you five years and $50 million. He's got to make, he's got a decision to make. Yeah. And I, I if I had to guess right now, uh, Jim, the Cardinals have, I've been known to do this right by arbitration years, plus maybe one or two more. Um, sure. but, but that, that may not happen given what his age would be. But, um, I think that we go through the next year and I don't think we, we hear anything like that come up and possibly even two more years before that comes up. Um, because of, because of the fact that he is a pitcher and we know what happens and, uh, you know, it can take one injury, uh, to throw him off. So I, I, I don't look, he's, he's had, one good full year, and I, I, he's by far he's he's the Cardinals ace right now. Um, I, I want to see I want to see another one. I don't know how you feel, but that's where I would sit on this. I I, I appreciate what he's doing, but I want to see one more. I, I my, see it sustained. My guess would be is if he has a dominant year this year, is when you probably see some sort of five or four year offer, or five sure, or yeah. something. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us here at uh, Two Birds and a Bat, featuring our good friend, uh, w- featuring my good friend Ron Nuttall, as we do our uh, ruffled feather segment. I know uh, the outro isn't really matching where we finished, but uh, due to a technical error after production, um, we had a little issue with uh, the ending of the show. So I just wanted to pop back on here and say Merry Christmas to everybody. 
that uh, regularly tunes in or any of our new listeners and uh, let you guys know how important you guys are to the show and why we do it. And uh, some of those people as well, um, we couldn't do the show without that make it possible. Of course, we always thank our good friends, uh, Randy and Stephanie Green with InnovativeCompanies.com, especially around the holidays. We want to tell them thank you for their continued support. Without them, believe me, guys, the show would not be happening without them. And they mean so much to us, and that's why we ask you guys to give them an opportunity. That's InnovativeCompanies.com. Don't forget if you're military or first responder, 15% off your total project cost. Thanks to our good friends at InnovativeCompanies.com. We love being associated with Patios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. Make sure you guys check them out. Uh, Again, we couldn't do the show without them. DrKristenJacobs.com and her uh, reminding you that take care of your skin. Um, She's excellent. We love her, and we we appreciate her support. GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Um, you know, they, they love what they do. They have a passion for helping kids when it comes to baseball, young kids, older kids, doesn't matter. Adults that are trying to live out their dream, whatever it is located in Missouri and Illinois. If your kid wants to get some work, now's the time GatorsBaseballAcademy.com, And of course the best barbecue in St. Louis, that's our friends, Adam Smokehouse. Couldn't do the show without, uh, without Mike and his staff as well. Uh, we enjoy our time when we're there when we can get over there and enjoy lunch and, or dinner. Again, it's located on Watson Road, and guys, there's great barbecue in St. Louis, and I say it all the time, but they're tied for first, I promise you that, and if you get over there, you'll be hooked just like we are. That's our good friends at Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis, here's your cue. And of course, lineupmediagroup.fm and all the work that they do behind the scenes, home of your radio streaming platform for your mobile device. Download it for free today. You guys will love it. The whole staff that does uh, all the work and the production behind the scenes means a lot to us. Check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. Subscribe to the show at birdsonabat.com show on twitter follow us there two birds on a bat on facebook we'd appreciate your support there two birds on a bat show on instagram for my friend ron myself uh benji molina kyle reese uh bruno mo's algorithm the whole crew steve-o when he can make it uh, we want to wish you guys all a merry christmas and and a very safe holiday season let's go birds